What the hell? Oh, we're good. There it is. It's loading up. <laughs> <laughs> what, what the hell? hell? What the hell? What the hell? What the hell? Technology. Exactly. We got Korean baseball on. Welcome back to Under Raven Confident episode four, season two. We're ready to roll in. So we're going to get into a little bit of the NFL schedule. Um, as it was released yesterday, uh, kind of give you our out, outlook on it, see what everybody thinks about their own teams and whatnot. Um, so I came home this weekend to West Virginia, and it's so funny because, like, once you cross the state line from North Carolina, Virginia, and West Virginia, once you get to West Virginia, it's so funny. Like, my Bumble and Tinder accounts have been blowing up, and I love every <laughs> second of it, but I'm not going to answer any of y'all. Sorry. <laughs> Hilarious. But we got a jam-packed show. Uh, for the time being, because chat's on 37% on his phone. So we're going we're gonna to roll this thing out. So we're gonna get on to 36 now. So we're just moving right along. But NFL schedule, we're going to see like the marquee matchups and then look at our teams and see what we think about that and kind of give a realistic outlook of what we think our teams will go this year. So, uh, fellas, whoever wants to start it off, just go right ahead. Well, since I'm I don't actually have a team, please. y'all can go ahead. <laughs> I'm sending a tweet. Trace could do, do the marquee matchups or what he marquee matchups, yeah. <laughs> and Sunday night. Hey, the Monday night football schedule was awesome. I mean, yeah, I got the I got the Panther schedule right here because it was through my tweets, but I can start with that if you guys want. That yeah, go for it. All right, so we open up against Las Vegas Raiders at home, which is that's definitely a winnable game for us. So that's pretty cool. Uh, but then week two or week two and week three, we're away at Tampa Bay and San Diego, which is going to be really two tough games tom brady of nazareth and then you know uh justin herbert hopefully you know what chatterton said last podcast with that scouting report we pick him off eight times um he wanted to be starting week three don't worry (laughs) (laughs) right i'm not worried about him either uh then we got arizona cardinals at home falcons away then the bears at home which will be a really good game then at the saints and then at, at home against the Falcons at Kansas City, which is going to be annihilation. They're going to murder us by at least fifty. Um, and then we play. I love t- the confidence. No, dude, we're going to no. I mean, it's God's honest truth. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not here to bullshit you at all. It's just point blank facts. And then we got two straight home games. We got Tom Brady, Tom Brady of Nazareth, but I have to go to Austin's wedding that that night or that weekend. So that kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. Happy he's getting married, but how dare you? How dare you yeah. schedule it before you even know? In football season. Yeah, season. yeah. How, how dare you reschedule yeah. it because of COVID-19, and then you got to put it on the weekend. Tom Brady during, comes to yeah. town. How dare you? Yeah, you don't uh-huh. reschedule during How dare season. you? You know, sorry. And then uh, we play uh, against the Lions at home, so that should be a good game. At the Vikings, then at home against the Broncos, uh, two days before my birthday. Woo, woo, let's go. And then they have the Green Bay Packers at Green Bay, either December 19th or 20th. They haven't decided yet. So I don't know what that means, but it also looks like a Harry Potter schedule, December nineteenth and twentieth, nineteen out of twenty, like nine and three quarters. The train from the way they have it oh, set up, really weird. And then at the Washington Redskins, so we go get back at Kyle Allen and Ron, uh, Ron Rivera. So can't wait for that one, and then finish up against the Saints at home, which is going to be rough. <laughs> rough. So I expect this to go at least. I'm going to say we will get anywhere between four to six wins. That's being realistic. To be honest yeah, with that schedule, I, yeah. it's a very tough schedule. I think we'll have anywhere between four to six wins. Uh, reality, I'm going to say we'll probably be at five right in the middle. And nice, right have a nice, solid high draft pick again. 
again. Yeah, there you go. Tough schedule for sure. That's just being yeah. a realist. That's just God's honest facts right there, guys. I wouldn't lie to you about it. I mean, I'm reasonable with my team. I'm, you know, I love them to death, but my God, they're going to give me a heart attack by the time yeah. I'm 30. That's just yep. sports in general, man. Yeah. yeah. Just sports in general. You know? So we'll go from a tough, tough, tough schedule to the second easiest schedule in the NFL this year. Finally, the Steelers, in my opinion, get an easy schedule after eight and eight. years of being eight. Dude, <laughs> they went eight and eight with no quarterback. I mean, that that's still yeah, there you go. No losing record yet. It was awesome. Yeah. So week one, Monday night football at the Giants. I mean, should be a win. That's just me. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes the Steelers don't start off very well. And, oh, boy, I'm just scared. Ben, please come back on a revenge tour and just stay healthy all year. Everyone stay healthy and let's just let's just get number seven. Please come on. All right. Yeah. Anyways, week two, uh, home versus the Broncos. Should be a good one. Should be a win also, in my opinion. And then week three versus the Texans. Always a tough one. I don't know. That one that one's gonna be real tough. Um, but it is at home and Pittsburgh does play really well at home, so we possible win. Then week four at Tennessee, another tough one. How is this and like now that I'm really looking at it, I'm just thinking, how is this the easy like second easiest schedule in, in football? I don't they know. They do know. I don't know how they yeah. come up with that. You know, or it's like, yeah, they did it by like the win percentages and all this stuff by all the other But that doesn't always work. The it's the NFL. Yeah. It's yeah. dude, it's the NFL. It's not like yeah. it's some crap league or anything it, no it's like i understand the titans had what was it 28 players up for free agency at the end of last season i think and so they, i have no idea how many they actually signed i just know that they got Tannehill and henry and i can't believe they signed him to that massive deal though i know like that's crazy it's oh, on like basically like a handful of games <laughs> yeah Ugh. Ugh. i don't know but then week five home against the eagles That'll be a good one. Also, in week six, home against the Browns. Always a tough one. Oh, I don't know. Scared. And then week seven at Baltimore. Scary. Never fun. Uh-huh. Week eight is bye. Thank God after hitting, you know, the Browns and the Ravens. Going to need that bye. Then week nine at Dallas should be a W because everyone hates Dallas. Dallas just stinks. <laughs> Watch us lose because I Fuck just em. said that. How about them cowboys? How about them cowboys, damn it? Eight and eight. Oh, Every year. Sounds like Marshall. I'm just, oh, it's fine. We're good. We yeah, play for bowls. Yeah, we play for mediocre bowl games. We'll get to that later. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyways, week 10. Yeah, week 10 versus the Bengals. Tough one. Joe Burrow as a QB. Should be should be a win, but who knows? Joe Burrow by week 10 could be settled down and yeah. lighting up every single defense he sees or just as a steady, stable rookie, you know, just doing pretty good. I don't think he'll flop or anything. I think he'll be a solid quarterback. Yeah. But then again, you guys know me with quarterbacks. I about uh, to say, I think 11. after like four years he leaves. <laughs> week 11 at, uh, at the Jaguars should be easy W. Then week 12, home against the Ravens, tough one. Because that one's on Thanksgiving at 8.30, and I am so excited. That'll be a fun one to watch. Got to take a nap during the Lions game and then wake up for the Steelers game. It's going to be great. Uh, Week 13 should be an easy W again because it's the Washington Redskins almost shed necklace. But that's baseball. So, again, mess up. (laughs) Caught myself. Oh, God, not again. Not again. Not again. 
Uh, week 14 Another one. at Buffalo. Yeah, that'll be a good one. That should be uh, a win Sunday night football game. Uh, then another Sunday night game, or no, wait, sorry, Monday night game at Cincinnati. That one's always, or those are always fun because it's prime time in the division, and it's always a good game, anyways. Then week 16, the Colts, so another bye week, basically. Uh, week 17 at the Brands, and yeah, yeah, beginning of January, that'll be tough because it's freezing cold, but I mean, I would I would like to see like a eleven and five, ten and six kind of season after last year if everyone just stays healthy, yeah. and we're good to go and Ben's good and defense is solid like last year which gave us all of our eight wins, but right oh well you know so yeah I'm, I'm just you never know dude you, know, you never know man. there also could be six and ten like yeah. but Mike Tomlin <laughs> hasn't had a losing season so yeah we'll see. You know, yeah, I would, I, I would, I would trust Mike Tomlin, man. I really would. I think they will be okay. Don't worry about yeah. it. Honestly, I'll be because, honest though, Jimmy. I really don't see the second easiest schedule with that. No, I don't. I either. don't either. I don't I mean, either. That's I, a tough schedule, though. I yeah, think like that's a pretty tough schedule. Yeah, I mean, I think the only one. I'll have yeah. to try to find that tweet because uh, you know I saw it this morning. Either this morning or last night after they like redid it, and yeah. it's one of those NFL stat. Um, Twitter's put it down in like the first four. Uh, I can't remember who was number one, but then they said Steelers with the easiest one percentage. I was like, how in the hell? After like think, actually looking at the schedule just now? Yeah. Oh, I, don't know. I think, I think I don't it's know. just brought down because they played the Bengals twice. Like, I think if you got rid of the Bengals, that would be probably one of the 10 toughest schedules, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean the, and the Browns were 6 and 10 last year, too. So, I mean, yeah. play I mean, them twice. The Browns got a lot better. Two Ravens are. Also, Ravens. the Titans' win percentage wasn't as high as like they kind of played in the playoffs. Right. So right. It was not, yeah. They were 9 and 7, but and then you look in the playoffs how yeah. they played. That's they a completely different team. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, yep. I agree with Zach on that. So, it yep. could either be like a really easy game or just one of those bloodbaths. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to tell. They did have the two worst records in football last year on the same schedule, though. Yes, they get the Bengals twice, and they get the Ra- or the Redskins. Yes, true. So I forgot about the Redskins. Definitely helps. Let's see. Hold on, I'm looking for a tweet. It'll be a minute. <laughs> Chat. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll just go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, you got it, bro. So they open up in Baltimore. That's going to be yay. Yay. Uh, yeah, that, that'll be a fun one for the new coaching staff going up against Lamar and everybody. But <laughs> yeah. then the NFL, just because fuck Cleveland, just right after that, they just send them on a Thursday night game four days later against the Bengals. So fuck Cleveland is, you know. Then they get the Redskins. That should be should be a pretty winnable game. Uh, and they go to Dallas to play the Cowboys. They start with four straightaway games. Jesus Christ. Pretty tough. Five. Do they at least get five straight home games? No, 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 they don't. Never mind. Sorry, I'm looking at the wrong thing. <laughs> this is hey, a great game. Love it. It's okay. Love it. It's okay. I'm having a hard time. These letters are small. I'm old. <laughs> uh, they go to Dallas. Then they play the Colts in Cleveland that week. That should be a that'd be a four twenty five game. I, I like the chances in that one pretty well. Uh, I think the Colts are going to have some issues there. Uh, plus, 
Hey, Philip Rivers there. Philip Rivers is good, but I got some questions about Rivers with the offensive line they have out there. Yeah. Uh, then they play the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Nothing. Nothing's gone wrong there in the last couple of years. Okay, I, I can't think anything notable between the Browns and Steelers recently. <laughs> Nothing. No. Man. Yeah. I, I, I got Wait, everything. Should be fine, right? just, they love each yeah, other. It, yeah. Yeah. There, there's there's going to be no timidity. It's, it's fine. I mean, in yeah, that game, in as... my opinion, Ben should take a rest, you know, and then they should put in Mason Rudolph because, <laughs> you know, Mason just loves no, Cleveland. Yeah, they should just get that fuckhead off the team. I hate that dude. Yeah, I also <laughs> I despise that, that guy. I, I, you know, I, don't know, I don't know who hates him more, Browns fans or Steelers fans. Yeah, because I don't know one Steelers fan that actually likes the kid. Just, oh, he's terrible. Gosh, he's so bad. Say, I don't think anybody does, honestly. Yeah, not at this point. <laughs> there, there, there was reports coming out of college that his teammates didn't even really care for him. Like, I believe that. I definitely it's believe that. It's a red flag right off the bat. It's like a Bo Callahan off draft day with Kevin Costner. <laughs> yeah. Don't take Bo. Don't take him. His, his teammates fucking hate him. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even come to his birthday party. That's probably Mason. Yeah, yep. I guarantee it. You can invite them all. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll be there. Nobody shows up. No. no. <laughs> yeah, apparently, apparently, that was a very real report for Johnny Manziel in college. When he was coming out, apparently his teammates literally did not like to hang out. <laughs> really? I believe that. <laughs> yes. My man was crazy. I, yeah. Apparently Just because he's too wild and likes to have a good time. Yeah. Suck it up. Are you trying to score chicks or are you just trying to sit in your dorm room? What are, you, what are we doing his here? His definition of a good time got a little stupid. <laughs> it did. It did. Like having a, trying to dress up as a fake person to go to Vegas during the I would do that. NFL season. That Definitely do that. Mm, <laughs> at least acknowledge it to you. <laughs> yeah. Just be open about it. I'll yeah. just wait. I'll just it's wait to the camera. So like, yeah, I'm yeah, just pull Rodman and just be like, hey, coach, I need a break. Let me go to Vegas for 48 hours. I'll be back. Yeah. Just yell into the camera. It's a bye week. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Or Rodman try to marry yourself or something. Yeah, that too. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. Mansell did hit up Vegas under the name Billy like two days before a game. So hmm. I imagine well, that rubs your teammates the wrong way. <laughs> I would say. You, you got these vets who are just sick of losing, and then you got this dude out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> it was the week he was supposed to start, too, because he got benched. So he had just gotten the starting job. Nice. Hmm. All right. Yeah, celebrate. Uh, then week seven. Yeah, week seven. Uh go to Cincinnati, get both games of the Bengals out of the way early. Uh then uh play the Raiders at home to get their bye week. Uh then it gets a little bit tougher after that. Get the Texans. Uh that's in Cleveland. Uh Eagles are in Cleveland as well. Then they go to Jacksonville, go to the Titans, play the Ravens at home. Uh and then my favorite one of the entire schedule. Odell makes his return. Yeah, they play at the Giants. There you go. It, it, it just, maybe third, maybe if he like scores like two touchdowns, they'll show that on the Giants draft pick highlights next year. Like, oh, yeah. That'd be you dope. Think they would. Be crazy. <laughs> you think they would? It, they don't. Con- they don't even consider him part of the team anymore. Obviously, as they shouldn't until you know they're talking about the bad things and then they start throwing his name out there because yeah, they're, they're, people don't like Odell Beckham for whatever reason. Even though he seems like a pretty good guy, it's just people don't like him. A little high strong, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it, he's. All of his, like, even when he was with the Giants, I always thought the same thing. His, like, breakdowns that he had were always yeah. when the team was losing. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, 
to me, there's nothing. Tom Brady does the same thing when Tom, when the Patriots are losing. Tom Brady kind of throws tantrums over there, and he's oh, just a guy people. who's he's a guy dedicated to winning. Yeah, Michael yeah, Jordan took Horace Grant's meal from him yeah. after a game because he said he didn't play well. Yeah. He's just dedicated to winning. Yeah, yeah. I, Odell I Beckham gets mad because the team's losing and he's a diva. Like, I remember that. Where do we draw the line? Like, I remember when him and Josh Norman in Carolina got got into a big mix up, and he took that cheap shot on Josh Norman. He got right back up, and then Josh Norman next play just hauled off and punched him right in the throat. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, man, I, I loved it. I don't. I don't get it. I, that's the only time I've ever had a problem with OBJ. It's like, dude, you're getting your ass beat the entire game. Like, accept it. The guy who shut you down, shut the fuck up and just accept it. Yeah, you yeah. got a touchdown. You had to step over Mike Iverson, but you just got punched in the throat and made you look up like an idiot. <laughs> to be fair, I think Norman is pretty annoying. <laughs> well, he is annoying, but I'm just, say, I'm just saying, like, that's what happens. The guys that shut you down, they're going to be annoying. You just got to rise above it. You don't take a fucking cheap shot and hit him across the helmet when they're not paying attention. Now, that was the one problem I had with OBJ. Other than that, I don't have a problem with him. But other than that, you know, good for him. I don't know. If I had to make my list of favorite football moments, A.J. Green beating the hell out of Jalen Ramsey. That was awesome. Like top three. <laughs> that was that's, awesome. That's got to be like top awesome. three. Like, I normally don't condone cheap shots, but like. I enjoyed it. Did you love how he got him like a rear naked choke standing up and just threw his ass yeah. down on the ground? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about anyone else. One of my favorite moments is a certain player ripping another certain player's helmet off and then taking that helmet, said helmet, and then hitting it against the other certain player. But I mean, that was kind of cool. Yeah. He played for Jimmy's team. Yeah, and you know the, the guy ripped the helmet off is just such a bad guy. Just, you know, you're supposed to like just kind of overlook the fact that somebody kicks you square in the balls, tries to rip your helmet off, which fails miserably, ironically, right. considering Mason Rudolph just fails miserably. Literally everything that he's ever tried. He yeah. can't play NFL quarterback. He, he barely can play college quarterback. Yeah. Then he can't even rip a guy's helmet off correctly. No. So, you know what? It's, it, then he tries to kick him in the balls, and then yeah. let's not even get into the racial allegations. It's yeah. Just, yeah. I, I don't know about all that. But at first, I got to admit that I was upset because I didn't – like, I turned the game off. I was so mad. Turned the game <laughs> off. I went to bed. Then my youth pastor texted me. I was like, you see what happened? And then I turned it on. I was like, oh, what's this all about? And then I see, like, the replay. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I get it. Can Can I – can I take a swing too? He threw four interceptions. Like, come on. <laughs> that's what, that's what Jerry, he's, he said. Never mind the fact that what happened. He said he threw four interceptions. I need, yeah, I need you hit him one more time, please. Just <laughs> for all the Steelers fans out there. And, yeah. yeah. I, guarantee you, in there? I guarantee you half the Steelers fans in the stands are probably like looking at each other like, hell yeah. Let's play the night by Miles Garrett right there. They start, they start, here we go, Steelers chant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For some reason, all of Cleveland also joins yeah, in. Yeah, all, all of Cleveland <laughs> joins in. They just, they just serenade Mike Miles Garrett with it, like praise, yep. just clapping for him. Yep. Go to the as he's ejected, as he's ejected, the entire crowd just yeah. does a standing ovation. <laughs> Everybody just starts Our chanting. Land number immediately. Everybody yeah. just starts chanting, fuck Mason Rudolph. Yep. My, my, literally my favorite part of that entire interaction, though, after that all happened, you know, after they had taken Garrett down, Larry Ogunjobi runs up and pushes Mason Rudolph down to the ground. I wish he would like he's a, him. like he's a four like he's a four year old, yeah. right? Oh, and then him. in the slow mo, Rudolph turns around and starts to scream, "What the fuck?" And then realizes who it is and stops. Yep. Like, and then he, he, knew, he goes from, "What the fuck is that?" Oh, sorry, sir. I was, I, 
I must have been in your way. Um, can I? Can I help you up? I know you're already standing, but like, can I? <laughs> can, can I help you? You want me to get you a water? Yeah. That was that was a good one, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Can you not help me? The <laughs> Whenever the guy didn't have help, he was the biggest pussy in the entire world. Like, he even like tried to pretend to be tough, like until he was like, oh. Mm. Yeah, Marquise Pouncey's over there, and I'm, I'm just dude. Kidding. That was so funny, though. Like Marquise Pouncey didn't even really want to defend Mason Rudolph. He was just kind of like, "Okay, guys, calm down." Yeah, he was the substitute teacher that tries to break up the fight in the middle of it. He's like trying to prove himself to become a real teacher. It's like, yeah, hey, you know what? Hold on, hold yeah, on, yeah, guys, yeah, hold yeah, on. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I do have issues with Pouncey from that. He kicked the dude in the head. He did, and he though. Tried to yeah, step on his head. He did. He did. I, on, like yeah. And then I tried to like come that. out and say the other dude was a thug. Like, but dude, he did go to Florida just, with Aaron Hernandez. So, exactly. I mean, he yeah. did. <laughs> he did. But, like, look, in that situation, I have so much. I, I don't care the penalty he tried to defend this guy. That, that's cool. Like, yeah, that, that's go, no he's your teammate. But, you're supposed to. Even yeah. if your guy's in the wrong, like, if your guy's in the right, you're supposed to do that. Like, that's just what being a teammate is. It ain't 1,000%. At least just acknowledge it. Just be like, yeah, um, I got my hands in there too. Don't just be like, yeah, he's a horrible person. I hate that guy. That's a bad example for the kids. What the fuck? (laughs) You think there was a kid that was watching that was like, You need your hands, and yet you're punching a guy with a helmet on. Right? Right. (laughs) I never understand that. I never understand why football players punch each other in the helmet. Reach underneath the face mask and uppercut the shit out of them. That's all you have to do. And in one motion, just 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 hockey punch the shit out of them. Or or just be AJ Green, man. Just rip the helmet off. Yeah, throw some jujitsu, man. Yeah. Yeah. Be Limber. Get get him in a rear naked. Put him. Yeah, man. Got to do what you got to do, brother. Right. Get, so, a, you know get an ankle happened. lock. Get, a, get an ankle lock on her ass. Who cares? Yeah. Totally <laughs> off like, topic. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Like if Jalen Ramsey's chirping at your wide receiver, and the first thing you do is just throw a leg kick and then like shoot for a double leg and slam him, he's not gonna talk anymore. Nope. <laughs> I don't even think he knows what that is. He's probably like, what the hell yeah, just happened? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or just start fucking yelling math problems at Jalen, and Jalen can't figure it out, and he'll be confused for the rest. Of the I'm day. I'm glad he's you brought that up because to this day, when everybody said you're gonna use this. In your life, I've still, never, still have never used the Pythagorean theorem. Oh, Fuck you and your curriculum. Yeah. Fuck you and your curriculum. I have not used I'm Pythagorean not theorem unless I'm building a pyramid, and it's not going to happen. It's just not happening. I'm not even talking Pythagorean theorem. Have you heard Jalen Ramsey talk? I'm pretty sure you could just yell, "What's twelve times six? And then while he's trying to figure it out, like he'll just miss the next three plays. Yeah, <laughs> no. he'll just be standing there like, God, I don't have. Oh, I don't have 72, by the way. 70. Yeah. Good <laughs> job, Jimmy. Jimmy's not this. Jimmy and Ramsey be like the guy. He's like, 12 times 6. That's 36, bro. Uh, <laughs> so, confidently, so confidently. Move, he's like, next one. Next question. <laughs> like, he's like that vine. Like, 8 yeah. times 8. 88, player. Next one. <laughs> yeah. He's over there like trying to like count on his fingers. And like he keeps getting to 10 and realizes he can't get up to 12. So he keeps having to start over. Like, <laughs> oh, shit, I'm, I should. I messed up. I don't. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Damn, man. Yeah, not Fuck again. you. Anyways, they cl- <laughs> they stay in New York. Play play the Jets week sixteen. Stay in New York, and then they close out the season as Jimmy mentioned against the Steelers. Uh, at home. Uh, the so the the schedule. It's got some games in there that you know there are a lot of questions. I 
I expected more out of Haskins last year out in Washington, but I think Washington ultimately will still kind of be the same team. So I think that's a wonderful mm-hmm. game. The Cowboys are a big question mark for me because you don't know which team's going to show up. You don't know no, if the team's going to score 45 yeah. or the score team's going to score 10. And Amari Cooper's going to have yeah. two catches. Hey, you, we had this discussion in there. You never know if Amari Cooper's going to show up and score three touchdowns or if he's going to catch two passes. Like, yeah. Like it's a week by week thing that is incredibly aggravating. But I, Raiders could be good this year. The Raiders should also, you know, just kind of be no free. No free <laughs> <laughs> it per, personally, maybe bias. I, I think talent wise, names on the field and just names on the roster. The Browns are one of the more talented teams in the league. The Browns are Cowboys, honestly, to me, are the two most talented rosters in the entire league. They just had to put it together. Yep. That's a play. Uh, well, I, I would give the edge to the Browns. I think they'll pull it together. Cowboys suck ass. So I don't. Uh, okay. <laughs> Jerry Jones, a joke. Yes, he is. Uh, he doesn't quite understand the aspect of, you know, they have to work together. And also, then they're just the, the selfishness of Dak. Not realizing, you know, kind of play like as far as weapons on that team. Dak is not the most important weapon. No, <laughs> don't pay no. him like he is. No. I don't know how they, they have any money to pay him anyway. Oh, the bullshit they threw at other people. Yeah. Apparently, they don't, is the problem. Like, yeah. So yeah. They said franchise tags are a real option there now. Is what they're yeah. Saying. If you've got the rights to these guys, you can go over the cap. But, like, do you really want to for Dak? Like, yeah. No. I wouldn't. It's just, yeah. I texted you all this the other day. Like, they're giving Andy Dalton, what, $5 million, $7 million? Like, don't you think well, they actually. This actually, can reach three seven. base, but it can reach seven. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, don't you think, though, that if they actually trusted Dak and wanted to give him that, they could give him that money instead of Andy Dalton? Oh, easy. I just I just easy. don't think they trust him all the way. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah, think they do either. It's it's not even like that fully. Dak wants $40 million a year. Like, yeah, that's just unbelievable. That's but, not even a reasonable number for a guy of Dak's skill set. I think no. Dak's better than a lot of people give him credit for. I, he Dak is. is not a bum. He no. is not a bum. I, I get a little tired when I when I see people calling him a bum, but he's not that 40. tier of quarterbacks. No. Like he's French. Talk about the 10. tier of quarterback. Yeah, you talk about the upper tier of quarterbacks. You know, Mahomes, right. Rodgers, Brady. Those guys come up. Brady's you know teetering right. on the edge of it at this age in his career. But it, Dak isn't any of those guys. Like no. <laughs> well, it's like one of those things. Like if you put him on any other situation with a shitty offensive line, and you put Ezekiel in the same situation, there's nowhere near. The money they're gonna they're getting paid right now. They would be. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying they'd be bad. I'm not saying they'd be great either. They'd be like right at the average to the good range. They would yep. be an everyday starter that gives you a little bit of production that can yep. move move the ball downfield and run the ball down the field. But they're not gonna put up these eye popping numbers with because I mean they literally have the best offensive line in football. I hate the Cowboys with everything in my soul, but I'm just saying. It's the same thing. If you have a good offensive line, that changes the game for every player behind that. So you got to yeah. think uh-huh. the receivers, you got to think the quarterback, and you got to think the running back. They have time to get into their routes. They have time to establish the play if they're establishing the run or whatever. An offensive line is the key aspect for your offense. If you don't have one, you're fucked. Period. Yep. Yeah. You're, it, it, you that's what people don't get. Really that's what offense. people don't get, and it's crazy. Yeah. You either need a really, really good offensive line, or you need a coach that's just so above and beyond creative, like right. Belichick. Like, I yes. mean, I, I'm not like the biggest Belichick fan at all, but I respect game. You gotta respect game, man. Yeah, yeah Pete Carroll did the same thing with Wilson and a bad offensive line. Yep, and yep. They, yep. they were still capped to how good they could be. I, you can still win with a, a below average offensive line. I wouldn't say a bad offensive line. You have a bad offensive line. I don't well, he won a national championship at USC with a bad offensive line. Yeah. 
Well, and, not not technically bad, but one side was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then then you look at what what he's done over there in Seattle. They've just kind of invented kind of plays that hides it. Right. Would be yeah. I guess the exactly. word for it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so you either in duty if if you give him a terrible offensive line, you can't even do that. I think if you had a terrible offensive line like the Bengals last year, the Bengals were doomed. Andy Dalton had a bad year because dude, the, the the dude was literally running for his life. They had a horrendous offensive line. Like, yeah. At one point in time, Russell Bodine was considered the best offensive lineman on that team, <laughs> and that was playing. It did he he got benched. <laughs> yeah. He so did. Even acknowledge he wasn't good enough. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it Jonah Williams was hurt all year, and Cordy Glenn was that that one was even almost as big of a disaster as the Trent Williams situation. But uh, the Bengals could not. Andy Dalton had zero chance last year. No, he didn't. Uh, Andy Dalton literally had zero chance. He, yep. It didn't matter what see, It didn't matter if AJ Green had played or not. There is there was nothing they could have done. I mean, he's a Pro Bowl quarterback in the past. I mean, he's got yeah. he's got ability. Yeah, yeah. I don't he, think like, I don't think his. I mean, I don't think he's bad at all. I just think he didn't no. have any help. You know, he, I think yeah, had, if you give him the right circumstance and right offensive line, he, I think he could flourish. I think he could be okay. You know. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I really think Dalton could be. So Flacco won a Super Bowl because you know. He had one of the best defenses in the league. Had one of the best defenses in the league, and you know they had kind of catered to what he was. Yep. I think if you put Andy Dalton in that situation, they would have done the same thing. He's right. one of those quarterbacks to me. Yep. And Nick Foles, you know, people love talking yep. about Nick Foles. His record is just so impressive, and everything. Blah 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 blah. I don't watch Nick Foles and think to myself, "Wow, this guy's dynamic." <laughs> yeah, the, way, the, the way you said that made me think of Marv off of home one. Wow, what a wow. hole! What a hole! <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a hole! Harry, I reached the top. <laughs> Perfect. But I, I did find the. Uh... Oh, chat! If you're not done, sorry. Keep going. Oh no, I was just rambling. Go for it. All right, I got. I found. Uh, the um, strength of schedule rankings on sportingnews.com. So guess who has the easiest – this is according to the opponent's win percentage of last year. So guess who has the easiest schedule? Cowboys. Nope. They are Shocker. in the top five. Shocker. Shocker. I'm guessing yeah. the Browns are in the top five as well. Yes. Okay, because they have pretty much the same uh, schedule as the Steelers, just – they get the fourth player, third place. Yeah. What, divi- what division are we talking here? And I'll try to guess. AFC North. Oh, <laughs> Bengals. 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 No. <laughs> Bengals aren't in the top. Ravens. Steelers. The Ravens. The Ravens have the easiest strength of schedule. Wow. With the opponents' win percentage of last year combined 438, and the record was 112 and 44, or in 144. And then, so it's that's a really Ravens. damn good record. Jesus, yeah, top five is Ravens, Steelers, Cowboys, Browns, Redskins. Hmm. And then the hardest schedule is Pats, Jets, Dolphins, 49ers, and then tied for fifth is three teams with Bills, Falcons, Detroit. Hmm. Everything's so, going to be tough for the Patriots at Jarrett Stidham. Yeah. yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Everything. That guy went eight and four at Auburn. What the hell do you think he's going to do? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, say is like who the actual starter is yet. He's just like, I don't, I don't see the big deal. Like, and they could have drafted somebody, but they didn't. Yeah. So, but uh, we all know I, how I still feel like is. Hoyer will end up making starts over there. Hoyer. And 
I, oh, hey, it's a much disrespect, Hoyer. He's the lifelong backup. That's all. Brad he Hoyer. Hey, he's living the life though, making millions. Just, hey, yeah. He 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 saved some weeks of misery for the Browns. Like, he had a people good in run. Cleveland love him. People in Cleveland love that guy. He's an Ohio dude. I love that dude. I hope it works. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I hope he goes out there in his Matt Castle whenever Brady got hurt. Matt Castle went 10-6. Right. He goes out there, goes yeah. 11-5. Well, Matt Castle had Randy Moss, too. Yeah, so. it was 11-5. Yeah, yeah, it was 11-5, yeah. You were close. Yeah. You were close. It's yeah. Fine. It was yeah. still a really good record. Right. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It was a winning record. <laughs> yeah. Testament to Belichick right there, though. Yeah. Oh, Billy it B is. out there. Him and his cutoff sweatshirts. That's right. On to Cincinnati. Dude, he keeps Dixon Ticonderoga number two pencils in freaking stock. Oh, you know. You can't tell me people are seeking those. He's the only guy. guy. (laughs) Him and Matt Patricia, because Matt Patricia always has one shoved up in his hat. Oh, he's got got a copy of Belichick. Just to throw a little side note in here, I want to see Have you all heard the Aaron Dobson story of why it didn't work out in New England? I saw a tweet about it. Tweets about it, yeah. Okay. Have you guys bought that? About him not knowing the, you mean about him not knowing the playbook and stuff? Well, he he claimed that there are certain conversations that he had had with people in the in the facility that he feels like what actually led to it. He's like it had nothing to do with what happened on the field. He was talking about how like they would give him crap for hanging out with defensive players, and there was somebody who gave him crap for wearing a hoodie in the facility. I I don't buy that. I want to believe him. I want to. (laughs) Bill Belichick wears him on the sideline yeah, for exactly. 20 years. Like, yeah. <laughs> I do not believe that somebody looked to him in the facility and was like, hey, uh, you is that a hoodie? You can't play here. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't play here. Yeah. Yeah, it's the like players. you're not allowed to wear a hoodie in the locker room. I want to believe him, and he made some good points with what he said. He was like, look, I, I was on my way to a thousand years in my rookie year. I, I would have been fine, but – I do not buy that. I, I want to believe him. I do not buy that. That is crap. That's got to yeah. be crap. Like, yeah, yeah. Like there's and no it doesn't. Way. It doesn't help. And then he had a foot injury right after that. And then as a receiver, yes. you, just you know, part of moving your feet and getting open, you know, <laughs> and well, making plays is with your feet. <laughs> also, yep. look, what do guys like Belichick and Brady hate the most from receivers? They they hate guys who can't run their routes and they hate guys who drop the ball. More importantly, yeah. Dobson had eight drops as a rookie. Eight. For a, a limited time receiver, that is a lot of drops. I mean, he made a lot of plays, though, that year, though, if I remember. <laughs> yes. And I always thought the drops were weird because he caught everything there, Marshall. I mean, the, the dude's hands were incredible. I yeah. always thought the drops were weird. And I thought that was, you know, kind of growing pains. Yeah. And also, it, you kind of got to throw out there the sense. fact that no other team took a chance on him. I don't think that every single team in the NFL was like, God, the stupid hoodies? No, fuck him. Yeah. We don't want him. Yeah. We don't want a receiver that wears hoodies. The hell. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah. he had to have had at least five, five or more touchdown catches that year, though. He had a decent. I mean, I think production. he had eight. I think he had seven or eight that year. Yeah, yeah. He, was his, correctly. he he was on his way to a thousand yard year. He wasn't wrong. He, he was on pace for it. He missed the last four or five games with his foot injury, like Chase said. Yeah, yeah. But I, he he's over there making claims that what why it didn't work had nothing to do with what happened on the field. Like. It always has something to do with what's on the field, unless you're fucking Ray Rice. <laughs> yeah, and even Ray Rice's right. like situation. Ray Rice was falling on harder times. Like he had kind of lost a little bit of explosion, so it was even so partially what happened on the field with him. Right. But, also, he's 31 at the time that happened too. Yes, so I mean, everything yeah. was behind him anyway. So yes, it, every every release has something to do with what's on the field. Right. So, right. I I want I want to believe Dobson that that I saw that the other day and I was like. Why? 
Yeah. Uh, who, you know, who in our team sit here um, and listen to you say this and told you it was a good idea to bring this <laughs> to other people's attention? Yeah. No. Just like, but if you're going to say something, just tell the truth. Exactly. Yeah. Or you don't have to tell the truth. Just say something that's more believable than that. Even that, yeah. yeah more Dude, I would just I would just attribute it to the injury. Just like, yeah. you know, I, I was injury yeah. prone. I couldn't get healthy. Shit, shit didn't work my way. I worked with trainers and all that. You know. Every yeah. day, tried to try to make things better, and all in all, I just had to retire because of injury, and, yeah. and that would be so much more believable. But if you're just saying that you can't wear a fucking sweatshirt in the nice. facility, yeah. grasping at straws, yeah, yeah, I, I get that though. And in the calling him out for hanging out with players on the defensive side of the football, no one, there, cares. no one does okay. that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Do I that. understand yeah. why OJ Mayo got the rat that he he was hanging out with Young Thug doing moon rocks. You know, yes. that's a different story, okay? Yeah, it's not like he was hanging out with teammates. sinners and they were like, oh, you can't hang out with the big guys. You got to hang out with yeah. the guards. Yeah. yeah Are you like, fucking kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> like, was, what? I was reading that and, like, the first, like, three or four paragraphs of it, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he was on his way to a good season. Oh, yeah, he's right. Wow. I, I wonder why he's then, the then the fourth line, you're like, oh. Yeah. And uh, then he starts pulling in those stories. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, but like, you're you're going a little too far now. Yeah. Because no, then it makes me question everything he says. It's like everything else. It's like you know he had great hands at college, and then us Marshall fans are thinking, "Oh, great, he's going to the greatest quarterback of all time, yeah. arguably." And so he's just going to excel, and his stock is going to go through the roof. And yeah. then you're you know as Chatters brought up, like the eight drops his rookie year, you're just scratching your head, like. Right. You know, Here's my thing about crazy sketches I've ever seen, and yet Brady yeah. is putting him in a bread basket. My thing with Dobson, though, like just thinking about the different Marshall receivers from that time and stuff and through the last decade, I don't even think he's the best one they've had. Like, I, I mean, I think Tyree Brady was the better yeah, Brady, receiver. Yeah, probably Tyree uh, Brady. I would go yeah. back to the days when Leftwich was there when you had Josh Davis and then Hiram Moore. Yep. And then you had – well, Hiram Moore Jr., sorry, as I should say. And then you yeah. had like Emmanuel Spann, who caught everything but a cold. Yeah. Um, who else was there? And then you had McManus, Watt. who caught everything too. Yep, Darius Watt. Darius Watt. Darius Watt was awesome. Josh Marriott. Josh Marriott. Remember Josh yeah. Marriott had the best yeah. name ever. Because <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. we're like, does this guy own the hotels? <laughs> he was like, Whoa, that, yeah, that guy owns a hotel. <laughs> I mean, it was he. Called, it was Marriott, is what he went by. But yeah. I was like, "That's Marriott. It's okay. Yep, it's Marriott. the same thing. Yep. It's, a, it's a hotel <laughs> franchise. Right. Yeah. Whatever." Angelo it is. Gene Lewis. He was. Yeah. Guy, he didn't wear a mouthpiece. He wore a grill. What a legend! What <laughs> a legend! He didn't even wear a mouthpiece. He wore a grill. Yeah. He was smiling in your face with gold and caught it right over you, looking making you look like an idiot. What a like, guy! Antavius Wilson. He was. Ta- yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I mean oh, they've yeah. had some. They've had some really good skill players. They've over had the some year. great, great skill players for sure, for sure. I'm trying to think who else was out there too, because there's a. There, I mean, it, yeah, you got Rainy Long, Troy Brown. Passmore? Remember Darius Passmore? Darius Passmore, yeah, yeah. Passmore. He had a yeah. really, really good two years. Hell yeah, yeah he did. There were a lot of players that I wish that were there. I'm trying to think, Today. there's there's another guy I'm trying to think of, but I cannot remember his name, and it's driving oh. me nuts. Devontae Allen was good. Devontae Allen was really good. I don't think he got a fair shot in Buffalo. I think he would have done really well there if they would have gave him a chance. Right. I think it's a little short kind of slot receiver that we had. Tommy Uh, Shuler was 
Well, Schuler, Schuler, oh, yeah. Schuler caught everything. Dude. Yeah, Schuler is the one I was thinking of. Yeah, Schuler probably had some of the best hands in. Well, college. he's like top ten or top five all time in NCAA receptions. Yeah. Top five, yeah. actually, I think. Yeah, now he's got, like, he's got over three hundred catches. Yeah. Well, Cato, Cato had the most in uh, touchdowns in a, uh, consistently in back to back games. He beat Russell Wilson that one year, and everybody thought Russell Wilson's record was untouchable. And yeah, then here comes Cato out of nowhere. And, you know, it was 31 games straight. He had a touchdown carrying from yep. NC State over to Wisconsin. And then Cato comes in there and absolutely shatters the shit out of that record. You know? That's right. What a guy. Yep. There's just been a history of good receivers there, man. Honestly. You know? Yeah, definitely. A lot a lot of receivers that are underrated, too. Right. Yeah. So, you guys just want to go ahead and talk Marshall now since we're right into it? Might as well. Segway. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. we, exactly. we can get to know. Wait, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's just my opinion. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So a lot of you guys know we we we're all big Marshall fans. A lot of us went to Marshall. We you know we basically yeah, go to all the games. We, we every sport possible, but football is like the biggest one for us. So you know a lot of people are trying to decide what we should do with Doc Holiday. He's been there what 11 years now. Something this like will that. be 11. This will be 11 years. We only have one conference championship, but we've been favored to win at least six out of the 11 years. Uh, but, we, I mean, we've been undefeated in bowl games, and we finally took that L, right? Yes, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember there for a second. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we, yeah, so we finally took that L to UCF, who was obviously the better team. But a lot of questions have been, you know, raised because of the underachievements that we've had. Uh, so he's a really great recruiter, obviously. He recruited Tebow and all them, and he recruited Geno Smith and Tavon Austin for WU. He recru- recruited Phillip Rivers at NC State. So he has a nice track record of recruiting. And then at Marshall, he's done the same thing. He's brought in some guys who you know, might have come from higher programs, maybe got in trouble or, or didn't make grades or whatever, and brought him in and kind of molded him and built him up for Marshall's system. But they seems like we never really panned out with a lot of things. So we're just trying to get everybody's perspective of what we should do moving forward. Should we keep going with the flow where we go eight and four, nine and three, whatever, every year, win a bowl game and settle at that, but no conference championship. Or would you like to bring in somebody new who might be looking to prove themselves? Who's won conference championships elsewhere, but prove themselves with on a higher scale and try to motivate and bring back a program or revive it, give it more fans, give it more, you know, good more fun vibes around each game day. Not saying that my tailgate isn't because our tailgates are awesome, but I'm just uh, saying once you get into the game and you lit. actually watch the game itself, you want to be energized. You don't want to be sitting there yelling every other play like, "What the hell are we doing?" Halfback draw, halfback draw, screen pass, punt. You know, yeah. so that's what that's why we bring this up as Marshall fans. We're trying to figure out what we need to do. So, guys, I mean, from your overall perspective, what do you think we should do? Whoever wants to start. Fire Doc, get rid of his ass. Just me, sorry. Well, <laughs> Jimmy, we know that very well. We see those tweets, but no, I, I don't. I mean, as far as what I'm thinking, I mean, I feel like it's getting closer and closer to the point where they're going to have to change something. I mean, you can't. Every program, no matter how successful a coach is, eventually it's just time to move on. I mean, uh, you know, Texas moved on from Mac Brown once upon a time. LSU, some reason, moved on from Les Miles. Uh, you know, there's situations like that where, like, their coaches win, but, like, after a while, it's just you have to change because I feel like there's a lot of things that have stagnated with Marshall football. There's a lot of complacency. I think people are just kind of sitting there thinking, oh, well, if we have a winning record, that's good. 
okay, that's part of what you want to do. There, there's no denying that. But this is Marshall for years. The, the saying was, we play for championships. We play for exactly. championships. Yes, and exactly. they're not they're not playing for championships right now. No. They haven't played for one in what will be six years. And, I mean, it's just time to – it's unbelievable. It's time to yeah. start getting back to that point now. I mean, and let's be honest, Doc isn't getting any younger. This will be his 11th year. Things right. eventually run their course and everything. I mean, I just think it's getting closer and closer to that point. And his contract is up in the summer of 2021. So he's only guaranteed one more football season. So like if, if, if the season's played, first of all, if it's played and if they don't succeed or, you know, if they're, God forbid, have a losing record or just underachieve drastically, he's got to go. Got to right. go. Okay. You can, you cannot resign a guy off of a losing season in his 11th year. You just can't. So I don't, it's, this is a big year. So if he can somehow get them back to a conference title or, you know, whatever that that's great. But like, if they don't, if they don't really do something here, I think you got to eventually. It's time to start moving on. Oh yeah, and, right you know, on. Just, I I think their schedule is very doable. You know, it's very winnable. They're like, but it's just that you always get those fans. All oh, six and six and a mediocre bowl just right around Christmas is totally fine. You know, it's just even though the bowl game could be, I don't know, the hound dog. Swing set 2020 in Florida. I don't know. Right. Just the two things that I just saw. But <laughs> like, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. I don't understand how fans are okay with six and six, seven and five right. every single year. You know, it's, I, yeah. I get it. It's winning record and blah, 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 but it doesn't do anything for recruiting stand wise. It's like you guys are mediocre. You're in the second worst conference in America and you're not even close to competing for the championship you know right I, why right. should i even think of coming there but that's i mean that's, that's exactly the point dude i mean like look at unc i mean i mean obviously everybody knows i'm a fan of unc regardless but look what mac brown did you know they like unc at, at the year before he got there when larry fedora was finishing out they had already that had had its rise it mm -hmm. got to where it needed to be and then you saw this the gradual downhill the Yodel Boy when he's going, yada la yada la yada la and he gets down <laughs> yeah. to the end, and then like he's done. And yeah. Then, yeah, so you saw that. You saw when Ryan Switzer's last year before he went to the draft. They were balling out. They were in a New Year's Six Bowl or close to, right? And then mm -hmm. after that, the steady decline. Trubisky left, obviously became number one pick, hasn't really panned out. Switzer, all, all the other ones, left. TJ Logan, all these other guys had left Elijah Hood. All them, all these star impact players have been gone. And now you've got to thank Larry Fedora. This is where you have to coach your ass off, right? This is where you prove yourself to get another extension. He didn't. Nope. <laughs> he did. He did it. They went oh, like man. two and three, uh, three and something. And then here comes Mac Brown. Mac Brown revitalizes UNC's program, goes and beats the other Carolina. There's only one real Carolina, guys, and it's North. It's not South. I'm sorry. It's the truth. Not the Cox. It's the Tar Heels. <laughs> the Tar Heels. They don't yeah. call. It, they don't call it the Gamecock State. No, nope. they don't. They don't call South Carolina the Gamecock State. There's only one Carolina, and that's North, because it's called Tar Heel State, and Tar Heels will always be free. There you go. No free ads. Anyway, as I'm saying, you have you have to be at this point with Doc, where you haven't had a Conference USA Championship in six years, right? So now it's to the point where you're getting to where. You're recruiting a lot. You're doing some good picks. Dog bark. 
Pet lamp. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Now, now from a word from a sponsor of Petco, no free yeah. ads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, from Daisy Anklebiter. Yes, yeah, Daisy, Daisy Anklebiter. He's wild. But you got to think now he's in that position where he's gonna have to coach his ass off. Yep. You know, so I don't know. I mean, the writing's on the wall. He's got till twenty twenty one to prove himself. Now, if we get to a conference champ, couple conference championships, win those in those two years, they might extend them and all that. And keep recruiting up. Yeah, I get, I get, I get where we understand that. That would be satisfactory. Yeah. But if you keep going to where you're eight and four, seven and five, six and six, or playing in the fucking bad boy Mowers Bowl again, yeah, it's it gets old. It gets old. Yeah. It gets okay? old. You want to play in a better bowl. If you want to make your slogan, we play for championships, then fucking make it where we play for championships. Yeah. Not where we play for bowl games and mediocre no. bowl games where we travel to Florida where half our fans live anyway now because they're all old as shit. And that's okay. Yeah, There's nothing tired. wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Where we, can, of, where, yeah. We, yeah, where we consistently lose to middles in the season. Right. Dude, yeah. I was in I was in the gas station in Withville, Virginia yesterday, and a couple was in there, and they yelled, we are, and I was like, Marshall. And then it said, go herd and go herd. It was like a, you're like, hello, goodbye. Yeah. yeah. We, got fan, we got fans everywhere. Don't you want to reach those fans to bring them to Huntington for games? Yep. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Shake it up a little bit. Make it more entertaining. Yeah. Bring, if Doc's not doing it, then fucking fire him and bring somebody in that's going to do something for us. Give us that energy that we had. Yeah. Go, just... go, go back at before Bill Snyder or. Rick. Oh, God. Yeah, or Bill Snyder. God, what's his uh, name? That era was horrible. Mark Snyder. Mark Snyder. Yeah. I'm turning to Jimmy from the other night. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it rubs off. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking Bill Egg, Mark, yeah, Mark Bill Snyder, Mick. Yeah. The, the hybrid. Those two are the hybrid worst shits. coaches. I hybrid wish we shits. had Bill Snyder, the Kansas State guy. I wish we yeah, had Bill him. Yeah, Bill Snyder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a hybrid pile of shit, what we went yep. through there for a while. <laughs> so... That's what I'm saying. Bring in somebody that's trying to prove themselves, that has a winning track record, that gets to good bowl games, who's turned programs around, and shit like that. Because, I mean, Doc's, Doc's a good coach. He's really kind of got lazy and slacked off a little bit. He's won bowl games, yes, I get that. But if in 11 years you have one conference championship, that's not getting it done. I'm sorry. In Conference USA. Yeah. And you've had – and you've had yeah, you've had what – Four or five attempts to get those conference championships or whatever the hell it is, maybe three yeah, somewhere around there, three to yeah. five, and you can't do that. We should have five, yeah. we should at least have five conference championships by now. Yeah, the Cato and then we should have won every single Are year. you yeah, those dirt bags from Western Kentucky, are you fucking telling me those that team's better than us? No. <laughs> that game where we lost on by one point with that douchebag Matt Dottie or Rick Dottie or whatever the hell his name is. I don't Brandon. even care. Fuck him. Yeah. I don't I don't care what his I name don't is. Like him. But like I, no, I don't what, care what his name is, but if, if you gotta look at it, what happened? They threw it to one side on the weakest cornerback in the entire fucking conference USA. Seven touchdowns. He gave up seven touchdowns on one on one side of the field. Yeah. One side of the field. And no, guess what? Halftime, no adjustments. No, they never no make adjustments. And whenever something does work, they change it. Yeah, they change but, it. Let's um, just do a halfback draw on on first down, let's do a halfback counter on second. Let's throw a screen pass on third, and we're gonna punt the fucking ball on fourth down. Because yeah. that's because we're not gonna get anywhere. We're yeah, not gonna get anywhere. Open the playbook, do something else, make it happen. Win more bowl bowl games, win more conference championships, and maybe you can get to that New Year Six bowl that you always wanted to. 
like, that's one, my one that, that's my two that, cents on that shit. Yeah, one of my, the one of the biggest things that really made me mad last year was how close we were to beating Boise State, and in the second Not, half, it looks no, like the coaches just gave up. One thousand percent. First half, we're winning the game. Defense he, is keeping us in the game. The offense couldn't do anything. You know, it's like we had Boise fans all over us, like just looking at our little Marshall section. Yeah, thinking, oh dear God, we're gonna lose. Like, they, you know, yeah, this little team like, is gonna be. Who the hell is this? They're like, yeah. who the hell is this? And just, are... It was insane. And we had fans like, or Marshall fans in in the tailgate that were all over the place, like one from right. Charlotte and one from California. You right. know, all flew in to Boise. It was like, yeah, this is a huge game. We wanted to see the turf, and you know, we haven't been back to Huntington since like twenty years or something because. There's no interest, you know. Whenever we do go back, it's maybe a homecoming game that sounds somewhat fun, and there's a big group of us that come in. But other than that, it's like, why would I go back to Marshall? And then my dad, you know, season ticket holder for God knows how long, longer than I've been alive. You know, it's like same, yeah, same for you, Chase. It's like now they're debating not even getting season tickets. I know, sure as hell, my mom doesn't want to go, which is you know really shocking. But it just it's aggravating. Plus, last year they also had a chance to get a real bid into what was it the american right. conference i think right yeah, american was one and then it had another one where we could go back to the mac which i wouldn't really recommend yeah, I, I, I mean it's it's fine but i don't want to play on a tuesday fucking night okay, no. I don't it, but i would take it better than conference usa you're on tv more and right. you know, it's right. and you know and then there was like there was a couple of years ago when when kato was still there they were going to put us in the acc which i mean would have been nice for tv and more money but we're going to get smacked we're going to be, know, right. just be an embarrassment. we would be the georgia tech football team of the acc yeah we might have a couple good years but after that, we're going to get our teeth kicked yeah, the, yeah, but like the American Conference would have been perfect for us, in my opinion. You know, we, I don't think we were middle of the pack. We used to play those teams all the time. Give me East Carolina. Give me Houston again. Because yeah. we run that shit back. I guarantee you, in the AAC, we'd have at least three or four championships. Yeah, at least. Yeah, it's a lot more fun, a lot more. Our problem is, is we play to the level of our competition. And in yes. Conference USA, there is – not much competition. Oh, shit. Oh, you got your North Texas. You got your UAB. You got us. You got Western Kentucky. And that's it. Old yeah. Dominion, you might have them one or two years where they're actually worth a damn. And then all these other teams, UTEP's trash. And all these, and then you just look around and, like, Southern Miss might have some good years or whatever. FAU. But other than that, FAU, nah, my God, they barely have any fucking fans. They don't, don't even I hate that. FAU so don't much. E- don't even count FAU. That's a, that's a retirement village. I don't even talk to it. FIU's good. That they've had a couple good seasons. They started out at a YMCA. Now look at them. I, I, I mean, I applaud them for that. That's awesome. You get, now they got an actual program, so good for them. But see, the point is now, if you're a Marshall fan, you have to be a big green donor. If you're not a big green donor, you're not a fan. Oh yeah, you know. My parent, my parents have been big green donors since as long as I've been alive. So, but that was before beforehand they've always believed in marshall they've always believed in the school they always believed in academics they believed in the sports and stuff so they always supported that and now here's the thing it's like you know the good good hard-working people that are marshall fans in huntington that all they have is season tickets and that's all they ever wanted and that's the thing that they believe in is being taken away from them because they're not a big green because you're not donating that's kind of bullshit. If you're letting go of your fans who have been there since, you know, the 60s, the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, all this and that, and stuck with you when we were dog shit, when we went win, we were mediocre, we were kind of shit. Now we were up again, and now we're kind of like right stuck in the between in the in the gray area. Why would you turn those people away? Why are you turning fans away? That's the bone I had to pick. 
I would never, if I was an AD, I'd say, let me let me come up with a plan here. One for Big Green, one for the fans who just want to have season tickets and want to go to games. There's nothing wrong with that. There is not a fucking thing wrong with that. They want to have their season tickets. They want to enjoy their games, and that's it. This yep. is Marshall University football. It, what, and it's what, terrible. In it's what terrible. universe are we in a position to turn away fans? Right. Answer yeah. me that. And it's like, it's and it's like, the thing, Nebraska, dude. This isn't Nebraska or Ohio State. This is right. Marshall. Like, come yeah. on now. Come right. on. It's and like my like my parents still have courtside seats to basketball games. They go and support them because that's what yeah, they do. You fun. have you have a, lo- a lot of fun because the coach a, is great. Right. Everyone you have a them. loyal fan base. Yeah. In one but, sport, but in the other, it's divided. Th- it makes yeah, zero really fucking sense it, to me why you have that. Because basketball, in my opinion. Whenever I was growing up, it was like we were yeah, trash. I yeah, it yeah. Was like, I, I want to no, go. Because, we were good some years, and then we were trash. Yeah, it was like I, I want to go because it's basketball, and I love sports. You know, growing up, and then there were some days where it's like, yeah, Man, I, really, I just don't want to go because I don't want to go. I don't feel like it, like like or whatever. But now the coach really loves his players, loves the fans, interacts with everybody on everything, and right. And now for football, on the other hand, I don't want to go to the game because of the big green people. You know, it's like. I'm sorry. I know my parents know some of them, but I don't give a damn. You know, it's like I don't want to go to the game and be belittled because I'm sitting in the student section and or, you know, or all this other crap. And I can't afford to pay parking because it's fifty dollars if you're not a big green member and you right. get, you know, free parking or whatever. But OK, my last thing on the subject is when was it? We played Virginia Tech as a sign-on game. Was it last year or two years ago? Two years ago. Two years ago. Right. Okay. For me, and I was just thinking, that's the game that Virginia Tech thinks, okay, easy W, win this, we get a bowl. So in my head, I was like, well, they're they're paying us to get a bowl game. Well, why don't we just go down there, kick their ass, so they lose money. They don't get a bowl, and they just right. got their ass kicked. Right. But, uh, that seems like total motivation to me. What's the coaches do to lay a complete fucking egg, and we Give get them embarrassed? Game. Give you know, them the game from the first quarter. We didn't even make it competitive. We didn't even make it competitive. We were just like, you know, here you go. Take your bowl in, and we're going to take our cash and go home. Yep. And that's the thing. That's what drives me nuts. Like, if we get these games, you know, a couple years ago, or a few years back, we're – where we played Ohio State when they were number three, and we lost on a 62-yard field goal. That was awesome. My on dude. a 62-yard field goal by a Hall of Fame kicker. Nuts. We had the situation where we were going to beat number three Ohio State at that point in time. That would have shocked the world. We did it yeah. against number six Kansas State. We've done it other times. Now, that one would have been really significant because it's Ohio State. The Ohio State. Yeah, Fuck off. It was I hate when people, I hate when they say that. Oh, oh, we're yeah, the Ohio State. State. Oh, we're the University. Yeah. Or we're just gonna add a D before everything else. No, Fuck off. No. But yeah, but, that game was wild. It was so much and that's fun. The thing. We get teams, we get good teams to play us. And it was like, you know, now it's a respect factor. We've been winning, we've dominated our conference a couple times, and then like now here we are. We're stuck in that gray zone where they're like, well, they're kind of a good team, but they're also beatable. So let's schedule them and get an easy win. Yeah. We and just what, what are your thoughts on this whole thing? It's crazy. Which which part? All of it. <laughs> All of it. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, the doc thing, I just think, yeah, it's like eventually, like, if he doesn't make it happen this year with after his contract runs up in a year and a half or so, if he, if he doesn't get it done in 2020, he's got to go. And as far as they just constantly underachieve, that's what is the most aggravating part about it. Like, you know, every time they get a big chance, they just don't take advantage. I mean, you literally, all you have to do, is win two games last year and you play for a conference championship and it would have been at home. You got to beat Charlotte and you got to beat FIU. They go and lay a freaking egg against Charlotte, who was like two of the most beatable teams in the conference at ex- the time. Extremely average Charlotte team. And, and then they managed to beat FIU the next week, but it didn't matter because they lost to Charlotte. Like this is Marshall football, just this is how it's becoming with Doc and this tenure. It's just they always lose the game they can't afford to lose. Yeah, that that's what that's what's holding every them time, every time. That's what's holding them back from where they should be because if they beat Charlotte, then they play for a championship at home. Period. Mm-hmm. That's what would have happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just you get and then two years ago, they had all they had to do was beat. Well, let's see, they lost a couple couple games they shouldn't have lost. One game was to Middle Tennessee. Whenever Alex Thompson had to start at quarterback, yeah. God. Uh, <laughs> oh God. So it's like you can make the argument if Isaiah Green would have got hurt the week before, they would have won that game. So it's like every year I'm just getting tired of should have, should have, should have. I'm just tired of that. Right. Yep. I'm just tired of it. Oh, it's aggravating. Can we get it out of our system, fellas? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, We'll we'll save some more for football season. But, yeah, we got got most of it out. Got got the rants out for, for that. Right. Guys, sports are back this week, this weekend, especially tomorrow. We got UFC 249, absolute stack card on in Jacksonville. No fans, obviously. And we got the Fight Island situation as Zach joins us again. Um, guys, I mean, this this lineup is stacked. It's probably one of the most stacked cards I've seen in a long time. We got Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje as the headline for the light lightweight interim title belt, which is going to be an absolute war. There's going to be a lot of bloodshed. Then we got the cringeworthy Henry Cejudo. That fucking pricks back. First Dominic Cruz. And I don't I don't usually usually uh, cheer for Dominic Cruz, but I want him to kick Henry Cejudo's ass more than I've ever wanted anybody to kick somebody's ass. Uh, Fra- Francis Naganal versus uh, Strike. I'm not going to try to pronounce his first name because it's a nightmare. But two heavy hitters. Uh, guaranteed going to be some heavy punches, probably knockout first round. I don't think it's going to go anywhere in between that. Uh, then we got Jelvin, Jeremy, Jelvin, what a name. Uh, Jeremy Stevens versus Calvin Cater. So that's going to be an awesome fight. Uh, Jeremy Stevens, however, missed weight today by four and a half pounds. The fight will still go on. Calvin Cater is going to get 30% of his purse if Jeremy Stevens does win. And then we got the piece of shit Greg Hardy fighting again against Jorgen De Castro. So go Jorgen. I don't even know who he is, but hope to God he wins. And then we got an old school fight. It's a rematch uh, from a while back of Anthony Pettis versus Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Can't wait for that. <laughs> then we got Olenek versus oh, Verdum. Verdum's back after a two year suspension for uh, banned substance test. So that's going to be a great fight. Both of them are uh, heavy strikers, but Olenek has lo- won the last two by submission. So that's that's interesting because he's like a massive dude. Then we got Carla Sparza and Michelle Watterson. Michelle Watterson, karate hottie. She lives up to her name because, my God. Woo! Son. And then we got Uriah Hall versus uh, Jacare Souza, which is an amazing fight. That's going to be awesome. I can't wait for that. Uh, Vicente Luque versus Nico Price, which is going to be a huge battle. I can't wait for that one. That one's going to be a very interesting fight. And then we got Bryce Mitchell 
and uh, Charles Rosa, which will be um, – I think that will be a really good fight. Then we got Ryan Spann and Smiley Sam Alvey, which is going to be a good fight. So it's a stacked card. Um, so, you know, going from here, I mean, it's it's nice to have sports back. It's nice to have a major sport back. Oh, Chase froze. There he goes. I'm good? We good? That freeze? Oh. We good? Hold yeah. On. yeah, yeah. Chase is glitching out. Trace? I can hear, I can hear you, Chase. <laughs> All right, yeah. Yeah, I think we're good now. Technical difficulties. Yeah, technical difficulties. Absolute shit show. We love it. We love it. Yep. But that card is Yes, exactly. So obviously, me and Zachar, as the two UFC guys, resident UFC guys, we're packed, pumped, and packed for this. We're ready to watch. Uh, we're all gonna be packing in, ready to watch this, and kind of hanging out on our couches with our family and friends and whatnot, just all hanging out, watching it, and getting excited about it. And just you know, having the sports back. And you know, Dana White's received a lot of criticism before, but fuck that. You know, he's done every every. They had COVID nineteen tests today. Every single fighter was. Every personnel, every cameraman, every every teammate, every, everything, everybody across the board, and not one of them has tested positive. So that should tell you right there he's doing the safety precautions to make sure this happens. So we're fighting in Jacksonville. There's no fans. Florida has deemed it essential, just like they did WWE as well. So fuck off. Let him do what he's doing. He is providing sports for everybody. What you've been missing, what you've been craving the last month and a half, let him do it. UFC 249, first thing we see, stack card. Guys, give me your thoughts. What do you guys think about it? Whoever wants to go. Okay. I'm just trying to make sure David doesn't go ballistic, but I uh, think it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. keep traveling. Uh, uh, there's a little bark. Uh, okay, anyways, real fast. Uh, <laughs> I'm just excited for the heavyweight bout between Francis and Nagu and um, the other guy. Yeah. That I'm not sure yeah, that yeah. I think that'll be a, a lot of fun. He said Francis's name wrong and then also he said the other guy. I should just said Francis. Yeah. Yeah, I should have just said Big Francis. Francis Nagu. Big Fran. Nagu. Big Frank. That's it. She's going to crazy. Jimmy's ability to, to mute and unmute is very impressive. Right? I'm doing my best, man. She's, you are doing it, man. I'm just surprised and... that this is the second week in a row he's got his cutoff sweatshirt on. I love it. Yep. I love this. Yeah. A little fr- Calm down, Pat McAfee. Pad, we see yeah. <laughs> it. Pad frigid. My nips are... I, I can't complain. I, I, I mean, I can't I can't say anything. I got my favorite hoodie on. It's my Connelly's on I fifth. Guess, yeah. I'm, I'm, ready to, I'm ready to return to my favorite bar. I can't wait. Anyway, oh, give, give me your guys' thoughts on UFC 249. Uh, so I'll, I'll spare Trace. I don't let the Do Trace's, Trace probably has nothing bad. Uh, oh, I got all kinds. Go for all it, kinds. buddy. Uh, I'm gonna pull the chat and be like, UFC is UFC. I'm gonna pull yeah, the yeah. chat. There you go, buddy. Good one. <laughs> hey, no, I'm, no, but really though, like, as any kind of live sports right now, we need we need it. We need it I badly. Know. I mean, it's just a great. I mean, and like you said, as long as they've all been, you know, have been tested and all that stuff, is so they they following they're following the guidelines and following you know all the stuff that they need to do. So it's just it's good to get some type of sport back, other than Korean baseball. Uh, you know, it's just that's what we need. That's what America needs. That's what the world needs, really. Amen. I'm just pumped. Yeah, um, I, I'm literally looking forward to it. As you alluded to, I wasn't here for part of the. Um, conversation but you're good, you're good. 
I have the whole card, so I know what you were talking about. Uh, yeah, that's what I was saying. I just went over the whole entire card. I just okay. I was telling people how stacked it was. That's all I was doing. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Ferguson and Gaethje fight, dude, that was a fight that, as much as I wanted Ferguson and Khabib to happen, I still want it to happen. I really hope it does happen. Ah, oh, God, dude, whenever they, announce this, whenever they announce this is going to happen, man, I, that fight is literally insane. That fight is absolutely nuts. Uh, those two crazy dudes. It's a war. Uh, it is. It's not even a fight, it, a it war. 100, it 100% is. Justin Gaethje made a comment that he took this fight because he wants his nose broken. Yeah, he said he, he said he said he needed it fixed, but he wants it broken. Yes, yes, he <laughs> said he needs it fixed in surgery, and he wants the UFC to pay for it, so he wants his nose to be broken because he can't breathe out of his nose. He has a two deviated septum. He wants it fixed. It's a lot of cocaine. and then Tony Ferguson comes out here and makes some call, and he's like, oh, "I just think he's saying that because he doesn't want me to hit him in the body." And those two are fucking insane. They're hilarious. I love them. I, that fight's gonna be amazing. The Dominic Cruz coming back after three and a half years. Uh, yep. First can't guy wait. to weigh in today, actually. Props to him. Uh, three and a half year layoff, and he was still the most professional guy in the entire room. Uh, Henry Soto. <laughs> his pillow thing today was pretty funny. If you guys didn't see it, he showed up and at he's their face off. He's very cringeworthy. He showed up at the face off. He had a, he had pillows made, and in the bag he started pulling out pillows. And one is Demetrius Johnson's face, who he had beaten. Uh, kicks it into the crowd. Next one is T.J. Dillashaw. Fuck T.J. Dillashaw. He went out there and he beat T.J. Yeah, Dillashaw exactly. and he tracked him down to 125 pounds. Beat him as well. One, another one of the greatest fighters of all time. Uh, as much as I don't like the guy, he is. He's up there. And then he pulls out Dominic Cruz's head, who is considered the best bantamweight of all time, and then kicks it as well. That, that, that was actually pretty funny. That was pretty well done. Uh, and Gane Rosenstruck is a fight that I've been waiting for for a while. It's supposed to be in Columbus on the 28th, obviously, with all this COVID stuff going around. It had to be postponed multiple times. Uh, really looking forward to that fight. Uh, Rosenstruck is a yep. guy who I think has really slept on in that division. And Nganu, everybody knows who Nganu is at this point. Everybody's watched that dude fight. Everybody's seen his highlights. Because you can pretty much put some of his fights on Vine. Like, it, the dude's insane. I love the guy. Uh, Stevens missed weight today. That was a little unfortunate. Missed about four and a half pounds, uh, which I expected more of, kind of with all the stuff going on. I didn't expect it from Stevens after I saw Cruz weigh in, because Cruz and Stevens, they've had to train together this entire time because they both go to the same gym and they can't get training partners during this whole COVID situation. But soon once Cruz made weight, so would Stevens, but unfortunately didn't miss. Uh, that fight is still going through. He's going for his purse. That's going to be a great fight. Katara is a guy who... He's he's a guy who needs to be the top guy to kind of cement himself where he's at in division, and he hasn't quite been able to do it yet. He stayed competitive, but he hasn't been able to do it. Uh, Hardy to Castro, as much as I don't like Hardy as a person, uh, he, he's a he's a fighter, and he's a guy who keeps taking fights, and yeah, he, he's doing it. So yeah, he's had a lot of practice. Fucking prick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Sorry, if you have to beat up women, I don't respect you. So if you want to say, I'm a fighter, well, go fight somebody that's actually worth a damn. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very starting to do it. So I hope I hope he fights Nagano and then watch him get absolutely lifted off his feet when Nagano uppercuts the <laughs> shit out of him out of the octagon. <laughs> Mortal Kombat style. And then you can get the little smelling salts to wake your ba- ass back up like you did on the sideline for the Cowboys, you fucking prick. You deserve it. You deserve to be in a jail cell where you need to be. Sorry. No, no, you got... You got Cowboy Pettis, too. Uh, that fight happened a while back. Uh, so we're finally getting a second one of these two guys. are kind of, you know... Looking for wins. Yeah, they're Look, past Looking their for wins. Yeah, they're past their primes, but they are still two quality fighters, I feel like. And before, you know, Cowboy kind of won in that two-fight losing streak against two quality guys, right. mind you. And they did. Cowboy's did. not losing to cans. He's Cowboy's still losing to top fighters, which has kind of just been the niche of him his whole career. He'll beat the medium guys, and then he gets up to the next level, and yeah. Loses uh, the big guys, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of been his niche his whole career. Uh, 
Yeah, his last few losses, what well, he's lost to Tilly, he's lost to Leon Edwards, he's lost to Gaethje, he's lost to Cal, or he's lost to Connor. Are there other ones in there that I'm missing? Uh, he's beaten Alex Mary. Yeah, I don't think you're missing any, dude. I think you, I think you got them actually. Yeah, the Edwards is a decision. The Till is a knockout. Yeah, it, regardless. Uh, got the return of former heavyweight champion Fabricio Verdum. Uh, that's going to be interesting, uh, particularly going with a guy like Olenek, because Verdum is a guy that likes to wrestle, he likes to eat it under the ground, and that's not what you're supposed to do against a guy like Olenek. Olenek has got fifty-four wins. Yeah, he's got 50, 54, 52. yeah, and he's like 20 of them are submission. Or yeah. Close too, oh, yeah. Dating yeah, back yeah. to before he got to the UFC, but still, that's yeah. that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, as a pro, I think he has the most wins on the UFC roster right now. Olenek got his issues, but the guy's won 50-some fights. It, it, he's got one game plan, and it's to grab you and it's to choke you out. Uh, so I'm really interested to see that fight. I'm really interested to see for Doom after his layoff. Uh Carlos Barza and Michelle Waterson is a fun little fight. That's going to be a nice, interesting one. That was a former champion. First champion of 115 pounds, Carla. Uh, even though she got living pulp beaten out of her by Joanna, that was really sad to watch. I, I'm yeah, a big Carla fan. I love watching Carla whenever she's in the Ultimate Fighter House. Karate hottie, but, though. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jacques Ray's moving up in weight, making his first fight there. I uh, really look forward to that. Uh, you know. Is it? Uh, regards. <laughs> Him and Hall is going to be a fun little fight. Uh, Jacques Ray is obviously one of the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu experts of the entire sport. Uh, some in your eye Hall is a guy who has just never been able to put it all together. He's got a lot of highlight reel wins. He's got the one over Gegard. He's got the one in the Ultimate Fighter House that a lot of people have seen where he borderline fucking killed Adam Silla with that spinning heel kick. Uh, Luke Ann Price is honestly one of my fights of the night. I know. I think two, so too. Those two are fucking insane. <laughs> I can't wait, dude. You want to talk about two guys who bring it? This is like the le- like they bring it to the like not to the talent level, but to the same like speed and just kind of just bite down your mouthpiece and get right in your grill as like the Gagey and Ferguson fight does. That fight isn't going to be incredibly interesting to me. I love Bryce Mitchell. I love the guy watching the Salmon National. So I'm getting a nice little win. Uh, he's with the second guy ready to get a twister. Uh, him against Charles Rosa, that's going to be a really entertaining fight. I think Rosa's an incredibly good fighter. But, hey, I'm just I'm really looking forward to that fight. And then even Ryan Spann and Alvy, the first fight of the night. The Spann and Alvy, you put that on a different card, and that would be so much higher up on the list. The, the, this entire card right. is so freakishly loaded. It's insane. Crazy good card, man. Yeah. It, UFC, they came back with a bang. Uh, and it, 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 I think if this country has kind of proven anything throughout the last few throughout the last week or so when they've been reopening and even the situations where like you know they've kept essential businesses open you do the stuff carefully and there can be a protocol to follow here right it's easier for the ufc to do it than it is for the nba to do it but okay because the ufc can you know they can limit well let's say two people in your corner and then the two guys in the cage and the referee hey they, they can limit this kind of situation and all these guys are willing to do it they want to get paid this is their livelihood but this is a conversation we've all had before if these fights do not happen these guys do not make money Right, yeah, they work. Right. They work three, to, two to three times a year when it's yeah. said and done because of the fights. But yeah, they're working everyday training. But you got to think their real job is when they get in there in a fight, and it's two to three times a year. Yeah, their job is their job is probably three hundred fifty days a year, but they get three paydays if yeah. you right. have a good year. Right, yeah. and, and that that's without injuries, that's without question marks, that's without having to wait for fights. It's, it's all this stuff that you have to go through. Like they they get. There, Dominic Cruz hasn't had a real payday other than his commentator job, and, and not everybody can pull that off. Not everybody can do yep. what Dominic Cruz does outside of the cage. Right. Uh, but the, the dude has 
he's got his commentary paydays, but okay, for Dune actually would be a better one. Is that a two year layoff, two and a half years? Two, I know he got suspended for two years. I don't know exactly where he's at now. Last time we saw him fight, I think the he beat Walt, uh, but it, the dude hasn't had a real payday in over two years. Is the point? Uh, it, and it's that that doesn't also come without expenses too. He's got real life bills as well as you know this job you have to pay to train. Like it's not like you can just take your paydays and then just kind of chill out. Like you, you've got to, if you want to keep owning your craft, you have to pay your monthly fees to train. You have to pay your monthly bills. You have to do all this stuff. So these guys needed these fights. They needed this stuff here to happen. And the UFC is actually just loading them out all at once right now. They've got two more fights next week. They have two more cards next week. They have one on May 13th. They have one on May 16th as well. May 13th is Anthony Smith and Glover to share. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, we'll kind of talk about that a little bit more as it gets closer. And then uh, the one I'm, I'm really looking forward to this because it's just going to kind of be heart-wrenching kind of with where it's at. Overeem, Wall Harris is making his return after the unfortunate situation with his stepdaughter. Uh, it's going to be his first fight since that. I, I've, I've wanted to see Wall get back into the cage, and that one's going to be kind of hard to watch. Right. But I'm really looking forward to seeing Wall get back to doing what he does. Uh, personal situations aside. But yeah, the, the UFC is just churning them out right now. And the... I, I, don't, I don't get it because you know you see people online they're talking about how like oh I'm so bored we need something to watch there's nothing else to do blah 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 and then somebody goes and does it and then it's suddenly well this is just careless yeah it is. you uh, gotta pick one not, side of the equation here you got, you're never gonna like, make everyone happy so I, fuck it rip the bandaid yeah. off and let's do this thing right and like I don't care what anybody online says I don't care if the fucking person that I went to high school with is talking about how on Facebook this is unsafe there are literal doctors. There are people who are paid to make these decisions who have came out and decided that this is okay. This is doable. This is safe. Nope. <laughs> I don't believe, I don't believe fucking Becky on Facebook. Like, yeah. With her, with, with her, her six ass kids thing. that she had yeah. when she was 19 years old. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. I don't believe fucking Karen out there. Sorry. Yeah. I was sorry. I can't use the K word. I forgot. It's, it's incredibly <laughs> offensive. Like, I, I don't believe your medical opinions over these people who are paid to make this decision. So let these guys do it. These fighters are willingly signing up to do this as well. People are, right. people seem to be overlooking that. Yeah. They're all Facebook doctors. They think yeah. they know yeah, everything. All, they've oh, yeah. one, one article on Facebook. Shut up. Yep. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. You don't know shit. And, and there, are, there are fighters who have not taken these fights. Uh, with the unfortunate situations are surround Rose. Rose Namahunas is supposed to be on the card against... Uh, Jessica Andrade, she's supposed to get a rematch against it with the unfortunate circumstances that have followed her. You you do not have to take these fights. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uriah Hall and Jacques Ray both showed up to weigh-ins with gloves and masks on. They they took the extra precaution to it, which is cool. They I'm sure all these guys washed their hands, too. That's another big thing that pisses me the fuck off. <laughs> you, you see these people being doctors online, and then they go to the bathroom and they wash their hands once a day, and yeah. Wear the same pair of gloves for 18 hours that touch their yeah. face and their phones and their wallet. And their, yeah, they take everything up at the grocery yeah. store and take exactly. a shit. And then they wash their hands for the first time that day or whatever. Yeah. And then yeah. they think, oh, I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, you're, no, you're a dumbass is what you are. I wash my hands on Tuesday. Okay, look. I wash yeah. my hands on Tuesday. I can tell you how we need to be sanitary here, obviously. Like, come on. Let's just take it for what it is. And I also see a lot of the people who are complaining about this stuff. Also, the people who just don't like this stuff. Period. <laughs> right. Every hey. time, every time the dog barks, we should just do the Migos line. Bitch, I'm a dog. <laughs> Ooh, that was a big. Was a big... <laughs> I love it. I love it. 
Yeah, but, I, yeah, I, I am really looking forward to this card. Now. <laughs> uh, really, really looking forward to this. Uh, I've been waiting for this for a while. The last one we got was March 14th. It was Oliver and Lee. And that that was kind of at the beginning of the stuff when this all kind of just seemed like this is going to be weird. Right. Dude, this is going to be this is going to cause some minor changes. They didn't have fans at that venue either, and nothing came from it. Didn't have fans there. To my knowledge, none of the fighters have gotten sick from it. None of them came out and said it. Kevin Lee ended up having had knee surgery, but that has nothing to do with the fact that there is the coronavirus thing. I don't think COVID nineteen destroyed his knee. Um, that, that would be pretty fucking incredible. We might not. We might need to be terrified at that point if it can also tear ACLs. Yeah, yep. yeah. <laughs> We're, Pretty much. We're gonna we're gonna be a very hobbled nation that's coughing all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they they've done this already. Technically it wasn't the beginning of this, but look, they've deemed it safe. The fighters, they've a lot of them have admitted that they're scared. But they're willing to do it and they're willing to take precautions. They've taken two COVID nineteen tests. The, whenever they got there, they were required to take the test and they took one against a day after weigh-ins. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which, at the one after weigh-ins, I thought was a really nice little touch to it because whenever you're cutting weight like that, you do kind of make yourself immunocompromised. I, that, that is a situation where your body's not supposed to be in those situations cutting weight, even though their bodies are probably used to it at this point. Uh, so, yeah, they, they've, they've taken all the precautions that they can, and at this point, it's just time to watch the fights. And, uh, that's, this is entertainment. Right this on, is going to be entertaining, and they could not have thrown a better card out there to reintroduce the sport back. Yeah, I'm just I'm looking forward to it. I hope Cruz yeah. can get that belt back. Same, bro. It, dude, I hated Cruz and he was coming up. <laughs> I know, I did too. But now I'm like, I hope you beat Zahuda. I fucking hate Zahuda. <laughs> <laughs> I, I give Zahuda credit. He's entertaining to watch fight. He's a fucking goober. But as time has gone on, he he's the I'm only like, guy I know that's like 30 years old and still has a bowl cut. <laughs> Cruz like, legit. Just, Cruz cracks me up, man. The dude is hilarious. He. He's one of those guys who comes with like the trash talk as far as like he knows you better than you know you kind of thing. Right. And it the the dude's hilarious. He does a great job as a commentator. I'm really looking forward to seeing him back out there. And the the sport where whether you like him or not, the sport the bandway division is better when Abdama Cruz is fighting. That's true. I agree it, with that. The the dude he keeps getting hurt. He's had four knee surgeries and now he had to have the shoulder surgery. He's broken his hands multiple times. He broke his arm. I think this is the third or fourth time he's had a fight announced since Cody Garbrandt lost, which is the last fight. Uh, he lost his belt. Uh, but he's had three or four fights announced. He's supposed to fight Sandhagen, he's supposed to fight Lineker, he's not even in the UFC anymore. If that tells you anything. Right, right. <laughs> he was announced to fight a guy who's now fighting over on one. Well, he's on one's roster. Because making weight's hard. Right. Yeah, I know I'll fight at 135 pounds, but UFC would be cool if I just weigh like 139, right? Like... <laughs> All the time, like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. the fight's gonna be the fights are gonna be amazing. Uh, I'm definitely tuning in, and I've needed sports. Yeah, I've needed, yeah, I've needed yeah, something yeah. like this. Yeah, it's just making its way, and it's gonna be great. And the first of one of many things to to come. It's just, it's exciting. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Exciting. Definitely is. It definitely feels like we're reaching a little bit of normalcy again. Exactly. Slowly but surely, we are. Oh, we're getting barber, there. My barbershop has reopened. I got a haircut. It's amazing. Yeah, I need to get, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to, to get mine cut. And then just, just going back to life again. Getting out of the house and just moving around and seeing people. Right. So. I can't wait. Yep. But that concludes our show for today. Thank you guys for listening. We covered a lot of good stuff. Sports are back. We're pumped about it. 
Uh, for Underrated But Confident, we'll see you guys next time. Hope you guys enjoy it. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Twitter, Instagram, all that good shit. And we'll follow back and all that. So uh, make sure you guys listen and have a great weekend. We'll see you all next time.